Hello and welcome to the Ask Adam and Ryan show. My name is Adam Welcome. And my name is Ryan Sheehy. This is a show where you have questions and we have super excited to be back. Last week we took a week off. Not intentional though. Last week, um, both Adam and I were uh, on vacation, and we were up in Lake, beautiful Lake Tahoe, and we actually got our families together, and we were trying to record, but um, we had a little bit too much fun, and uh, <laughs> we, we ran out of time, so we didn't get an episode uh, recorded. We were planning to go on out to the car and uh, try to record an episode, but uh, one week off, but we are back. Yeah, you know what, and that's uh, that's real life, and uh, you know, being <clears throat> being parents and husbands and having families and stuff, that just uh, that happens, which is okay. You know, I think it's important for people to remember that in their lives, um, with whatever job you do, that um, you know, r- routines are great and keeping the schedules, but then sometimes during holidays, family comes first and friends come first, and uh, that has to uh, that has to test has to take the cake. So that's what uh. That's what we did last week, but uh, yeah, ready to be back. I'm in Denver, Colorado. You're in you're in California, and um, let's get this show. Let's get this show on the road. Absolutely. Question number one: Share something that you learned in 2018 and how it will help you in 2019. I think one of the, one of the things that I've learned in 2018 is that things can wait. Just kind of going back to exactly what you're talking about about how life down. Um, you know, go, when I entered 2018, I was, um, you know, somebody emails me, I email them back within a couple minutes and, you know, I'm always doing something and people around me were, were sometimes neglected in that. And so one of my big things that I learned in 2018, hey, it's okay to take some time for you and take some time for your family. And I remember Thanksgiving break this year, I did a whole week where I didn't even get on my computer once and it was awesome. And it was a great way for me just to stay grounded. And then over winter break, I, I've been on the computer a couple times, but um, it helped that when we were gone, we didn't have Wi-Fi. Um, so that that was nice. But that's something that that's really helped me um, in 2018. I'm excited to see it grow in 2019. Yeah, I would say similar themes. And this has probably been a theme throughout my whole life. When I was a kid, actually, my name, my nickname in baseball was Mr. Excitement because I had so much energy and excitement. And, um, you know, what I learned in, in 2018 was to, to slow down and, uh, which is really hard for me. That's a challenge to, to slow down, to, to maybe take another, another day on, <clears throat> on a, on a problem or a decision. And, um, just to really like, you know, think about that. And it's going to help me, I, I think in 2019, because I'm going to be more pragmatic in my decisions maybe not jump on things so fast. Um, not that I made really bad decisions or too many mistakes in 2018. There were some mistakes that I made probably from jumping the gun and, and deciding on things too fast. But I think that's really important to, uh, for me to slow down and to take my time more with things. We live in a society that is, you know, to your point, you get an email, you respond, you get a notification on social media, you want to engage. And just to, uh, slow down, put things away, focus on really what's important, and also just really get back to what is important to me. Uh, with so many projects and, and plans and travel and different things, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like you live in a house for 20 years, you have a lot of stuff in that house, and you got to kind of weed through and to see what you really want and what you really need, and then make a decision with what you want to take to the next house, or in this 
in this situation in the next the next year. Um, so yeah. that's what I'll be doing this year. Awesome. Awesome. Question number two. It seems that everyone around us are choosing a New Year's resolution. What is your 2019 New Year's resolution? Yeah. So I'm going to go along with the theme of the hashtag one word. And I don't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I don't really do resolutions, but I'll, I've jumped at the one word and I've done that the last few years. And my one word this year is others. I really want to help focus on other people and what, what I can do for other people, how I can support them or help influence them or get them to where they want to be or maybe to where they where they need to be. And um, yeah, that's going to be my uh, my resolution slash one word for 2019. And I'm excited to excited to see what happens. How about you? Yeah. Now, I, I knew I, I figured that's the route you were going to go. I figured you don't do New Year's resolutions. Um, you know, I, I typically I've shied away from them the last couple of years because um, I like most of America could shit some pounds and get some exercise in. <laughs> um, but uh, I think, you know, one of my New Year's resolutions this year is to get outside more, to get outside, whether it's exercise, or just have fun. Um, you know, the other day, uh, we were with welcomes up in Tahoe and we're, we're taking the kids sledding. So Adam's like, Hey, let's drive up to the top of the hill. There's a parking lot. So we go up to the top of the hill and I'm not, it's not really a hill. It's like more like a mountain, but, <laughs> um, we go all the way up and there's no parking spot. So we have to pull over to the side of the road. And, uh, then a snowplow comes by and he sh- shakes his hand at us and is like, no. So <laughs> we dropped off our kids and the wife and our wives and we drove back down to the bottom and parked, um, at the cabin. And then Adam's like, oh, let's go. Let's, it's just a nice walk. And it, I'm telling you, the incline was uh, pretty severe the entire way. And, uh, you know, it just made me realize, hey, you know what? We got one life to live. Uh, you know, you need to get out and exercise and need to get out and uh, just enjoy it. And you don't have to run marathons like Adam every day, but you do have to get outside and do something. And um, recently, you know, I, I'm pretty active at that piece, but I want to work on my cardio. Um, and so, you know, I went along with most of the nation. I think one of my things is getting, um, active in 2019. I like that, man. I like yeah. that. So what is, uh, or no, you're up number three. What is one goal that you hope to accomplish in 2019 and how will you achieve that goal? Well, I'm going to go with the running theme. Uh, I already have a couple marathons on the schedule for 20, uh, 2019, but, um, I want to do another 24 hour run. That is my goal. I'm going to do that next next New Year's Eve. And I ran 103 miles last year, and my goal is to run 110 miles in 24 hours on uh, on New Year's Eve of uh, 2019. So, uh, oh wow, that's a long term goal. We'll see what happens, and um, stay tuned for the for the results of that one. How about are you, you do- man? What's are the, you doing what's the same? The do you want to do the same one? I do. Yeah. So I did the same course. I know it. I want to go back. Um, I learned a lot. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a more mature runner and I just want to see what, uh, what I can do for wow. 24 hours, which I know to a lot of people sounds like insane, but it's actually my most favorite race I've ever run just because it's such a mental game. Yeah. You got to pace yourself for an entire day and just don't stop moving for an entire day. And, uh, yeah, that's a goal. We'll see what happens. I was expecting, uh, when I dropped you off at that race, I was expecting to see a whole bunch of crazy people. They were signing up for that, but they're actually pretty normal. 
So um, it, it was cool. I got to get got to watch you run a couple laps before I headed out. So you know, to that point, to that point though, if you go to a half marathon or marathon, most of the runners look quote unquote stereotypically pretty normal. Yeah. But if you go to an ultra race, there are definitely people that look a little bit on the fringe. They're they're totally normal, but they just might look a little bit different. Oh yeah. But man, the one thing I've learned is never judge a runner by how they look. Because I have been smoked on some 50Ks. And even the person that won the 24-hour, I mean, this dude did not even look like a runner. And he beat Dean Carnassus. If people listening know who Dean Carnassus is, 50 marathons, 50 states, 50 days. He's run across countries. Um, so kind of like never judge a book by its cover. Never judge a runner by how they look. Um, it's what's on the inside that really gets people across the finish line, which I think is the coolest thing about running and ultra running is just it's not who you seem to be is what people yeah. are, really are which is cool yeah awesome so one of the goals one of the goals that i want to achieve in 2019 um you know i think i have tons of professional goals you know i'm right now i'm, I'm writing a book and i'm excited to finish that um, and get that out there i'm excited to continue to speak and travel um, but personally, we were actually just talking about this around the dinner table. One of the goals for 2019, not even just for 2019, one of my goals for life is I have four kids and I, I want my four kids to be super tight and to, to love each other and to be friends as they grow up. And I think that's hard as a parent is like, how do you how do you instill that? How do you make sure that they like each other at the end of the day? One of our next door neighbors um, her kids come over all the time and I, I, we get invited over, we go over and we sit and I said, Hey, what's the secret here? What's, what's going on? How, how do you guys like each other so much? Cause I think we all have siblings and, and you know, we love our siblings because we're related, they're blood, but not everybody's friends with their siblings and this family, everybody's friends. And I said, so how do you do it? And mom and the mom goes, well, there was no other option. You know, and so one of my goals for 2019 is to look for those opportunities for us to grow super close. I mean, we're close and my kids, they, they enjoy hanging out, but they fight and they do that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. I just want to make sure that as they grow into adulthood, that they remain friends. So that is one of my big personal goals for 2019. Nice. Question number four, how would you best prepare a teacher going into their first year? Is there a good way to help them with classroom management skills? Any suggestions? I think, uh, you know, best prepared teacher going into the first year is just making sure that um, willing to try new things, um, be flexible. And when it comes to classroom management, um, I, I always tell people, don't, you know, try something out and stick with it for a little bit. But if it's not working, change. I think too often um, in, you know, teachers, quote unquote, teacher school, we're told to try something, maintain it all year. Hey, if it's not working for the entire year, get rid of it. Um, yes. Try something different. Don't be stuck with it just because that's what somebody told you to do. Um, I, I like I think back to um, my own first year teaching. I came in I came in mid February because my my um, my degree had posted and I applied for a emergency credential and I started teaching. And one of the things that I, one of the mistakes that I did is I stuck with something because I was told, hey, you know, you don't smile until November. You know, you don't smile for half the year. Mm -hmm. You're strict. You know, quiet classrooms equals learning classrooms. And you need to, you know, really set those guidelines. And what I would tell uh, first year teachers, hey, get that out of your mind. You know, uh, the flexibility, be willing to change something, smile, build relationships with those kids. Um, that's OK. The classroom management piece, go see, go see other teachers, what they're doing, see what you like, what you don't like, and then try it out in your own classroom. And if it doesn't work, go ahead and change. 
Yeah, I would say be yourself. Work hard, but don't be a workaholic. And spend 15 to 30 minutes on Twitter every day. And that'll help you get through and get you new ideas. And that's what you need to do your first year as a teacher. Question five. If you could add any chapter to one of your books, what would it be and why? Well, uh, I've only got, I've got this question twice in person, which I think is a really, it's an interesting question. And I, I would choose my first book, Kids Deserve It. Um, and I would add the chapter, I'm going to paraphrase, um, shut up, basically, <laughs> to, to all the people that complain. You know, stop complaining. Stop pointing the finger. Stop saying you're too old. You're too young. You don't have the money. Your students, your principal, just shut up and do it. You know, you can complaining is not a strategy. And people complain. I told my daughter that the other day. I said, you know, complaining is not a strategy. Stop complaining. She was just on this complaining mode. And I would say that would be a chapter that I would add. And maybe it'll, it'll just be a blog post that I write. But there's just too many people complaining about stuff and not doing enough about them. Uh, you know, in education, but also in, in real life. And uh, if you want something, you can make it happen. And you know what, though? It's going to take time. Maybe it'll take two days. Maybe it'll take two years. And people hear that, like, two years seems like forever. And I look back, and I think, like, geez, like, 20 years? That sounds like a long time. Yeah. But, like, two years is nothing. So stop complaining and just start making strides to go do what you want. And maybe – Maybe it's not teaching. Maybe it's something else, but just shut up and go do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's something we, we've talked about that a lot, you know, because there's excuses for everything. And, you know, it gets to a point where I'm tired of hearing those excuses. Let's move on. Let's do something. Uh, I think I think if I were to add a uh, chapter into a book, into my book, it would be um, unleash your power because, you know, we, we hold so much power as as human beings and we're afraid to mm -hmm. unleash that power. We're afraid to take those risks. We're afraid of doing something different and just really giving people permission to unleash the power, give them the tools, how to do it and say, Hey, you know what? Enough is enough. You have the power, start doing it, start changing lives and make it happen. Mm -hmm. I think that would be, that would be my chapter. Agreed. I love it, man. I love it. Hey, um, tweet us your questions at Mr. Adam. Welcome or at she, RW. We'll try to answer as many as we can on our next show. Thank you all for listening. We love uh, this show. We love recording, interacting with people. But please, please uh, send us your questions so we can interact and engage with you. Make, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. And we look forward to recording again next week. Take care, everybody. See you.